everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Justin Pratt Show with your host, Justin Pratt, where I talk about anything and everything I fucking want to, and if any y'all got a problem with that, fuck off. That being said, I have a, something of a more personal matter, a little preamble to get out of the way first, and I have a friend out there, a best friend who I have known literally since high school. And I'm not going to lie, I met him because he was one of the only people I knew that had a car and could take me home without having to ride the bus. I hated riding the damn bus. Anyway, he will only listen to my podcast if I manage to make it entertaining, lighthearted, which, not going to lie, I can understand why he would want something like that. But I cannot cater my podcast to simply one person's views. I understand his views. I understand respect his views. I know why he wants it like that. It seems like politics has invaded every single freaking aspect of our lives, even things that should not be political, like sports. That whole kneel this, kneel that, I understand why he did it. But the fact that the NFL had a fucking rule on the books already saying that you have to stand for that shit and nobody bothered to fucking enforce it because all of them lost their damn balls to the social media mob. Even sports now has politics in it. So I'm going to, I don't want to out my friend. So I'm going to call him Adam. So Adam, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, dude. Politics is one of the things that I know quite a lot about. And so it's the direction that I've decided to go with this. So listen, don't listen. I'm perfectly okay with that, dude. You do you. And by the way, congratulations on the nuptials, man. I heard you're getting married in three weeks. I hope it all works out for you. I can promise you in the very beginning of my marriage, it was rocky as hell. You should know. You were there. But Adam, take care of yourself, bud. And if you like this or don't like this, I'm sorry. This is kind of my thing, so I'm going to do my thing. Anyway. Let's get right down to it. I've watched the news for the last few days, and I have become increasingly annoyed. <laughs> it seems like I only ever want to record a podcast or do anything or say anything whenever I reach a certain level of annoyance, which, to be quite honest, I, I have a really high threshold for bullshit because the amount of bullshit that comes out of the freaking news media every day, you'd feel like I'd be pissed off enough. I'd be throwing a fucking podcast together every day, but no. It takes a few days, takes a week or two to really, really get on my damn nerves. It just does. And so here we are. I have finally reached my threshold. And so I'm going to start in on a few things. First and foremost, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Dude was found not guilty. Jury of his peers. And let's face it, I watched a few of those clips. That fucking prosecutor was an idiot, a full-blown idiot. Now, my personal opinion, I seriously think he was innocent anyway. Do I think he was a white supremacist? Fuck no. The I'm not excusing the three people he shot, but the three people who shot were all white. All right? How the fuck does that make him a white supremacist? How the fuck does that make him a racist? I'm sorry, but anyone with a half-functioning prefrontal cortex did not buy into that bullshit. I'm sorry. There are people fundraising off this crap. There's people all over TikTok that I, I would watch every once in a while 
that I saw they were kind of partisan, but you know, they kind of stayed neutral, they kind of stayed fair. Even they lost their damn minds, the damn verdict. But you know what? The verdict is what it is. Now, there's another verdict I'm surprised none of y'all ever fucking heard about. Alright? So, another thing that I noticed. Um, I believe the guy's name was Coffee. Last name was Coffee. And he had a self-defense case going before a jury as well. I think it was the same day. Turns right around and I think it was a self-defense against the police or something. I really didn't look into that one. Because let's be honest. That one, just spoiler alert, that also ended up being a not guilty verdict. Now, I personally don't understand what the special emphasis is on race. But we're going to go ahead and throw the race out there, all right? A lot of people on the Kyle Rittenhouse crap was saying it'd be different if he was black. Well, the reason the news media and you barely ever heard anything about the uh, the gentleman whose name was Coffee's case in the self-defense trial, because, well, dude was black. And guess what? He got an innocent he got a not guilty verdict as well. Another self-defense case. And as soon as that case dropped, and it, the information about it started spreading all over the place, everybody started quieting down on the white supremacy and the racism. Oh, oh if he was black. No. Stick that racial grifting bullshit straight up your ass. Okay? Everyone is getting really fucking sick and tired. Of this racial shit. Alright. And your great thought leaders out there. That are always fucking bringing up race. Always saying it's a reason for this. Or an excuse for that. You are aware that most of those people are fundraising off your ass. Right? Seriously. A lot of you. Can't see past. One of the only fucking characteristic that people have. That they cannot change about themselves. You don't know the person. You know nothing about them. Their personal lives. Their experiences. The way they see. The way they view. The way they think. Their education. You don't know anything about them. And yet, you make some kind of snap judgment based on a characteristic they can't even fucking control. Why? What the hell is wrong with you guys? Yeah, I'm white. So what? You act like white, some big conglomerate. All white people around the world. Really? Asian people, some big conglomerate. Black people, some big conglomerate. No. Okay, it's just a fucking skin color. Are there some disparities? Yes, because guess what? There are assholes. That exist in this world. And you, assholes, are the ones I'm specifically talking about. You take offense to anything I'm fucking saying right now, guess what? You're the problem. Alright? Because white people doesn't mean jack shit. Okay? So I'm fucking white. Or you may be black. You may be white. You may be Asian. Or any other fucking race or ethnicity out there I'm missing. There are over 190 countries in the fucking world. Alright? All white people are not a fucking ball. Okay? Black people are not a fucking ball. Asian people are not a fucking ball. Okay? 
You can't lump everybody together like that. So whenever you say white, okay, I have to ask, all right? Is he British white? Is he American white? Is he South African white? Oh, guess what? Another thing you probably didn't think about. Is he Asian white? Is he Scottish white? Is he Irish white? Norwegian white? Canadian white? Because another thing you don't seem to fucking get. All right? You want this complete and total equality BS. Which, on its face, it is a pretty name. Equality, sure. I'm all down for equality. I think if me and some other dudes sitting next to me are applying for a job, I think our fucking credentials should speak for themselves. All right? Not the skin color. Not for some preconceived notion. Our credentials. And guess what? If his credentials are better than mine, that son of a bitch could get the job. If her credentials are better than mine, she should get the fucking job. That's the way it should work. But it doesn't. Let's face it, it doesn't. See, that involves too much critical thinking skills. Way too many critical thinking skills. In a time where everything is simple and easy, click of a button can get you where you want to go. Anything that involves problem-solving abilities, critical thinking abilities of any kind, and it's a stretch. It's a fucking stretch. You have to fight to get people to think outside of whatever little box they've built for themselves or whatever box people have put them in. I know that I'm guilty of that. I have been guilty of siding with this side simply because I wanted to feel accepted and that's where the mainstream seemed to be going. That's where the culture seemed to be going. I wanted to agree with them. I wanted to fit in. But you know what? None of that felt exactly right. None of it. So then, okay, I take a look over here. and I, I'm over here on this side now. I'm looking around. Things are looking pretty good. And then I'm hearing the same kind of partisan BS, just flipped, different perspective. Maybe to a lesser degree than the other side, but I'm hearing the same partisan BS. And so I have no fucking clue where I reside. I don't. I try to limit myself to just being an observer. And what I am observing so far is that you people are fucking up. All right? Shouldn't be about fucking race. So who gives a fuck Kyle Rittenhouse was white? Who gives a fuck that coffee was black? Who? And why should it matter? One side saying... Oh, if he was black, he wouldn't have gotten off. They would have convicted him right on the spot and he would have got life without parole or death penalty or whatever. Completely ignoring the fact that on the same fucking day there was a black guy who got off, got proven innocent, was found not guilty. Another self-defense case. Don't want him fucking brought up, do you? No. Because it beats your narrative. Or at least that part of your narrative. Now, I'm as tired as the rest of y'all about this race shit. I really am. Okay? Are there disparities? Yes. I can agree that there are disparities. Is the government at fault for some of them? Yes. I can understand that as well. 
Anytime anyone implements anything, they only ever see the possible positive outcomes of those things. Whenever I look at policies, what I see is that mostly on the surface, the policy seems good. The policy says all the right things. The policy claims to fix all the problem areas. And they even give it a pretty name. But then it passes. The initial effects are dulled out and everyone's cheering. Yeah. And then we get two years in and three years in, five years in. It turns out that maybe that policy wasn't as fucking good as people said it was. But people have short-term memories. They never go back and say, that was fucked up. No. They move on with it. See, they create something. They wait for people to get used to it, get addicted to it, become dependent on it. And then when you threaten to remove it, it creates a PR nightmare. That's kind of like uh, the welfare state. The welfare state was never meant to last. It was meant to help through a time of great need. And then it was supposed to disappear. But whenever they moved to get rid of it, too many people had become dependent on that damn system. And guess what? It gave the opposing side all the PR information and publicity they needed to keep it around and keep it funded. Most of these damn bills, you guys can't see past the surface. Hell, some of the fucking legislators who vote on these things haven't even read the whole damn thing because they package them all together in this omni-bill bullshit. So how do you know what the hell you're passing? Sure, it has a few good surface qualities to it. Sure, it has a pretty name if you're stupid enough to be bought over by pretty names. But how do you know what's really in it? How do you? You don't. Half the fucking legislators don't. How can you tell the long-term effects of that shit? You can't. You really can't. Do I believe that some institutions in this country could use a big fucking reorganizing? Yes! Do I believe that there were some things that quite possibly could have caused any situations that we have here? Yes, it's possible. I have yet to see evidence of it, but it is possible. But am I going to give it some blanket yes or some blanket no? No, I'm not. I don't have enough information. And guess what? If you had half a brain cell, you wouldn't be okay with it either. How can you be for or against something when you personally don't even know everything that's in it? Oh, and do you think your legislators are going to tell you everything that's in it? No. The information and facts that you gather about what's in that damn bill that they're passing in Congress and the Senate, not all that information isn't available to you. And that's by design. I find it funny that a lot of people are always looking at presidential approval numbers, and yet no one has been willing to point out, no one, that Congress has the lowest 
fucking approval rating of all time. All time. People may not trust Trump. People may not trust Biden. But people trust the fucking Congress. Even less. And no one cares. They're not going to do anything about it. They're dead set in their ways. I mean, after all, why should they change? It's been working for years upon years upon years. I mean, hell, I actually do take issue with the fact that people can go into Congress or the Senate, make 147000 a year salary, walk out with millions in their bank account, and turn around and become lobbyists and get even more millions into their bank accounts. Off of what? Just existing influence? More power? You see, I have been able to successfully raise and support an entire family. Family of six. Myself, my wife, four kids. Less than 100000 a year. We have our own house. A paid-off motorcycle of mine. Fully paid-off van we used to get around. Insurance is fine. Food's fine. Why can't you? You would think 147000 a year would be more than enough, but no. Gotta accumulate more. More power. More money. Personally, I don't think that's right. I think once you are out of Congress, once you are out of the Senate, you no longer have those titles, you should not be able to lobby. Sure, you're a private citizen at that point and can do whatever the hell you want. But the thing is, these interest groups are not interested in you. They're interested in their product. They're interested in their corporations. They themselves are interested in money. You are interested in money as well. Now you have something in common. But in the end, they don't really care about you. Because if you don't play ball, they'll find the next person that will. They care about selling their product, and you care about making money. That's it. And I think that's fucked up. If you have served in Congress and served in the Senate, I do not think you should be able to be a lobbyist afterwards. You should lose all of your security clearances, all your ratings, everything you've ever been able to see before, you should not be able to see after you leave. None. You should... Fade into obscurity if you are truly a private citizen. But no, I don't see that changing anytime soon. As I was explaining to my son the other day, they don't want to fix it. And something tells me they won't. Because all of the issues in our world, in our country, let's, let's narrow the focus. All the issues in our country, they are great voting platforms. They are great ways to draw out the voters. They have the fucking power to end a lot of what bothers us nowadays. What you might consider injustices. What you might consider unfairness. Whatever your philosophical or political positions are. They have the ability to solve these things. Like the border crisis. They have the ability to solve that. They've had the votes before to solve that. 
And everyone always gets upset. Why doesn't it get fixed? Why doesn't it get taken care of? Well, because they don't want it fixed. It brings the votes. It brings the votes in. They want it to stay an issue. As long as it keeps on bringing in the votes and keeps on putting the people in power, they will leave it there. And let's not forget the pandering, right? There's a Tom McDonald song I listened to that had a line in it that, you know what, made a lot of fucking sense. Black lives only matter once every four years. Sure, they'll push the little sprinkle of racism here and little sprinkle of white supremacy here, but, but every two years. Oh, they, his song says every four years, but really it's every two years. Every time there's an election, every time there's a vote, all of a sudden race is brought to the front line. It's votes people it's votes the people in power wanting to stay in power that's all it is and don't get me wrong both sides pander both sides pander a lot but one side just makes it a bit more apparent than the others because they really start driving hard that racist and white supremacy and nazi and anti-semitic anti-Muslim BS every four years and everyone again I'll repeat if you're watching this and I'm offending you I must be talking to you aren't I and every single one of you idiots buys into it they buy into it you do you really do okay my biggest my biggest eye-opener when I actually started getting involved in politics was the 2016 election. Okay? I saw a group of people that they didn't like Donald Trump in the beginning. They thought he was a joke. They didn't think he stood a chance. So they kept him around. They didn't mind having him on their shows. Didn't mind having jokes with him, making fun of him, him cracking back. You know, they had a good old time because they didn't think that this outsider was any kind of threat. They had Hillary Clinton up in double digits. Almost every single freaking poll showed Hillary Clinton winning. They thought they had it in the bag. They thought they were going to be able to take that coalition that Obama had built to win him two terms. I should know. I was stupid enough to vote for him twice. I'm sorry. And they were going to be able to use that to propel Hillary to the top. That's why Hillary called in all her contacts to be get the nomination. And I also happen to know for a fact that Hillary fucked over Bernie Sanders. I believe Bernie Sanders was actually polling better than Hillary Clinton. But whenever it came time to pick their candidate, Hillary Clinton ran 100% roughshod over Bernie Sanders, became the nominee. But anyway, what really gave me the turning point was the fact that while they may not have been overly accepting of him because they thought he was a joke, there was at least some level of fairness, however minute. 
between the criticisms of Trump and criticisms of Hillary. It wasn't until he actually won that people started losing their ever-loving minds. He wasn't an establishment bureaucrat, Republican or Democrat, because let's face it, both sides play the fucking game. He wasn't an establishment bureaucrat. He knew nothing about the world of politics other than he'd donate money. And last I heard, he donated quite a lot to Democrats before he decided to run as a Republican. But that's neither here nor there. He was now the enemy. No one thought he was going to win. It was a total blindside. They thought they had it in the bag. How the hell did this, who they considered a nobody, win the presidency? They had to come up with something to destroy him, discredit him. They had to come up with a reason. They couldn't just admit that their fucking policies sucked. They couldn't admit that people were tired of the new avalanche of PC bullshit that had built over the eight years beforehand. They couldn't get over that. They had to find an outside excuse. That it's not our policies that fuck things up. It wasn't the fact that we spend all our time pandering to the smaller bases within our party. That we lost sight of what people, at least at the polls and the voting booths, decided they actually care about. You had to find an outside reason. And then started the bullshit. Everyone who's everyone turned against him 100%. You guys thought he was laughable five seconds ago. And now, everyone set out to destroy him, discredit him, whatever. Now, I did vote for Trump in 2016, mainly because I happen to know for a fact Hillary is one of the most corrupt fucking political bureaucrats in the nation's history. Happen to know that for a fact. A lot of people happen to know that for a fact. whole reason I voted for Trump in 2016 was because... Uh, let's see where this one goes, guys. Let's... let's we, we all know what that's about. She's been in politics enough. We know... Uh, not really. Let, let's... Let's put this guy in. Let's see what's going to happen. And, well, the rest is history. They spent all four years trying to destroy the guy. And when you spend four years trying to destroy somebody, it's bound to work. And, of course, that last year, COVID hit, and it gave him another excuse to start hammering at Trump. Regardless of your feelings on him, when you have practically an entire media apparatus just flip and do nothing nothing else except bash the president 24-7 something's wrong all your mainstream news outlets just bashing the ever-loving crap out of him bashing the ever-loving crap out of every president now see there is a difference between being critical of a president and then there's spending every waking second trying to destroy him. That, the election from 2016 forward really opened my damn eyes. It really did. 
And now, I can't fucking stand most of you. I really can't. Because I want to take this side in an argument. But I can't quite fully embrace it. Because there's some positions or the way they explain things that don't quite click with me. I try to listen to the other side. Taking their accounts, taking their experiences, taking their ideas and their concepts. But nothing over there feels 100% either. And if a lot of you out there are being 100% honest, you'll know this is about where you stand too. There's things over here that make sense, but you can't quite bring yourself to fully embrace. Same on the other side. Things over here that make sense, but you can't quite bring yourself to fully embrace. And so, in your mind, you, you try some convoluted, some measure to try to combine a little bit over here and a little bit over here, since you don't quite seem to belong, either one. And you try to mold your own thoughts and sets and ideas. And you know what ends up happening? You end up getting hated by both sides at that point. And you know what? That's fine. Be hated. I'm okay with it. I don't care if this podcast only reaches uh, three different people. I don't care if I never take off. I don't care if I only get three clicks on my damn YouTube channel. I really don't. I'm getting my fucking voice out there. As you should too. Now whether you like it or don't like it, I don't care. And because I want to be myself here and not some pristine, happy, molded, talking head, I'm not going to pander to anybody either. This is my show. This is my channel. You're either going to listen to what I have to say, agree or disagree, or you're not going to. Either way, I don't care. I'm getting my voice out there, as should all of you. Now, I have no fucking clue how long this thing is at. Whenever I started this whole thing, I was going to start a timer. And I was going to keep an eye on it while I am talking with you. And once I hit that 45-minute or that hour mark, I was going to find some nice way to close this. Well, I never did start the timer. I have no idea how long I've been talking. So once again, this is going to be some abnormally, abnormal length video, abnormal length podcast. No set time, no set restriction. All I can try next time is to remember to start that freaking timer. But until then, I've about said my piece on pretty much everything that's bugging me at this point. We'll see if the news media and social media has managed to fill my bullshit meter again by tomorrow. It may be two, three days. It may be two, three weeks or two, three months before you hear from me again. But <laughs> let's face it. There's a lot of bullshit out there. And even my tolerance for bullshit gets met every once in a while. So, go ahead and like, follow, drop a comment, whether you like what I had to say, want to have uh, some kind of discussion, 
don't agree with what I say, just whatever. Just let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know what you're thinking. And let me know if you also feel like you don't quite belong to either side of the argument. You're just stuck in the middle. Feel like you're being pulled in either direction. Le leave me a comment down or something. Let me know that I'm not the only person out there that feels that way. Because I know I'm not. And I would like to connect with a lot of y'all. Because middle of the road seems to be the best spot to be. I'd rather be middle of the road. I know they have their own aspirations, their own agendas, their own beliefs. I know they have the exact same thing. And you don't quite feel molded to either side. There is a middle of the road. There is a compromise. And a lot of people seem to forget that nothing is 100% right. Nothing is 100% wrong. And if it's one thing my friend Adam taught me is there is almost always, and I do mean always, a gray area. And I have a feeling that's where a majority of us live. So, this has been episode three. My name's Justin, and you have been listening to Justin Pratt Show. I'll see y'all later.